Welcome to episode 176 of Shanlin on Batman. I am your host, Justin Shanlin, and we got Kyle Davis. Hey, So on tonight's episode, it might be a fun one. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the long Halloween animated film that just was released, what, last? Was it last week? It's not been two very long. Ago? Like two, maybe three weeks. Two weeks uh, ago? I'm actually looking up the release date because I've already forgotten it. We are professionals. Because part two comes out in August. And I just, I don't remember. It was a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, so the official release date was the 22nd of June. So it's been about three weeks. Okay. I was, I said a couple weeks, so. Yeah. I was kind of right. We're close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is going to be a review. There's going to be some spoilers in here. So if you've not watched, uh, the long Halloween animated film, uh, please turn this off and come back at a later date when you've seen the movie. So we're just going to be reviewing part one since we've not gotten to part two. So. Um, I'll start, Kyle. Okay, I, I, I'm honestly having a hard time figuring out where to start, so I'm glad that you are volunteering right now. So we've had a lot of animated films that have had very faithful adaptations. We've had uh, The Dark Knight Returns. We've had a pretty, we had a really faithful year one. We had um, Under the Red Hood, which I wouldn't say was a complete faithful adaptation of uh the Red Hood storyline, but a pretty wait was the Under the Red Hood even a, a comic? I know Red Hood is obviously a character, but I don't think it was like taking place after like a specific story. I don't think it's after a specific story either, because like obviously there's been a lot of different Red Hood storylines, but mm-hmm. there's no like specific one that's like Batman Under the Red Hood, the graphic novel. Right, right. So I don't know why I even thought Under the Red Hood was. <laughs> was a like comic uh, maybe because it was that good you th- think that <laughs> it's so good it's got to have a good book behind it right yeah it's got to have a book <laughs> behind it. but no it doesn't now that i'm thinking of it um so dark knight returns year one um tons of animated films just speaking of the batman we're talking about I'm not talking about Su- uh superman uh there was a really good Green Lantern that came out a few years ago that was really pretty faithful. Um, the Darwin Cook, Justice League Frontier, um, that was real good. If you are looking for a very faithful adaptation of The Long Halloween, this is not the film for you. <laughs> I'm just throwing up there right now. Because as strong as this film is, 87 minutes long, directed by Chris Palmer, written by Tim Sheridan. Um, It really 
kind of like adds things and takes a lot of things away. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm, now, this is a part two. I mean, there's going to be two parts of this. This is part one. There's going to be a part two. I'm curious what they're going to bring into it. But I'm kind of – no. you know what? I'm really disappointed that they weren't more faithful to – um. I mean, yeah, that's the, the thing, though. Story. When they announced that there's going to be multiple parts of this, I was like, oh, see, we're going to get, like, a really faithful adaptation like they did with The Dark Knight Returns. Right. No, that's <laughs> that's not what happened. Like, I, I get that sometimes you need to trim the script a little bit so that, you know, you can fit it in the runtime. But, like, isn't the part isn't the whole point of having two parts to not to not have that be a problem? Well, and that's that's my problem um, with this film is that it I it, like it glossed over like some of the things. And then as the film was going on, it's like, oh, yeah, we forgot we want to use these splash pages. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? So, like, the, the opening credits are cool because it uses, you know, images from the book, but they don't continue with those images in the film. Like, the – the I, I, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I don't like that they didn't use the original Tim Sale look to this. I don't like that the Joker yeah, has sideburns. I was going to mention that, like, I don't think it's a bad art style, but for a story like The Long Halloween, which is – pretty graphic it's pretty serious there's a lot of killing a lot of crime they went for like a very almost like a light-hearted fluffy kind of art style like i feel like i'm watching batman brave and the bold and not the long halloween sometimes i'm i'm actually looking for my copy right now <laughs> yeah. yeah i think we're both sitting here with the comics on our laps and like if you look at the Tim Sale like art style and all that, there's a lot of shadows, but lots of uh, how do you want to describe it? Like a lot of he uses the like black space a lot, and I didn't mm-hmm. really get that vibe from the movie. Well, my my problem with this film is that that look is so iconic. And they really just abandoned it at all cost. And so when the film is beginning and they're running the opening credits, like, we're not seeing those things. Like, like, like in the film, like when they run the opening credits, we see like the what the Roman look like from the, the comic. We're seeing, you know, what Catwoman look like from the comic. And I was like, oh, OK, like I, I remember seeing a trailer and like I'm sure I'm going to get beat up for this. And that's fine. Like, I'll take it. But I just think that that was the long Halloween being one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. And for them not to use some of the art styles of it was really disappointing because that the long Halloween and the, the story and the art are what make it so iconic. Like when you read year one, you're not reading year one for the art style. Not for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it because the story like, could you just imagine, like, The Dark Knight Returns, if I remember correctly, was almost pretty faithful. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty accurate. 
to like the art style, the Frank Miller art style, right? A lot yeah, of stuff. At, at least in terms of the character similar. designs, like a lot of uh, even the more controversial looks for characters was, was kept intact for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like this one, it was just like a complete abandonment of that, and I didn't understand that because that is what I was looking forward to. I thought the tin sale really had a unique approach to the material and gave us, I wouldn't say something fresh, but something uniquely different. And which I really liked. Like I said, it's one of my favorite graphic novels. It probably is my favorite gra- graphic novel. The second one probably being Dark Victory, then uh, Year One, then Dark Knight Returns. But it just like I'm just like I'm watching this film. I was like these this story and this art to me doesn't really merge for whatever reason. And I really have a problem with that. Like, it's it's one thing if they're going to take liberties with the story, which really didn't make a lot of sense to me. Because I remember when I was reading The Long Halloween, like I said, this is part one. This is not part two. So maybe they'll have, you know, maybe, you know, when it's all said and done, they'll have a lot of that stuff in there. Maybe they were saving that for part two. Mm-hmm. But you are kind of guessing the entire read of the book or run of the book of who the holiday killer is like Batman is going, he's investigating, but throughout the entire movie, it, for <laughs> the entire first part, it's like, it's going to be Harvey Dent. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the movie, like, the movie is like, yeah, you know, you know that like whole mystery thing. Yeah. We're not going to do that. <laughs> it's this like, guy. He's the killer. Like, that's what I prefer. That's what I really enjoy about reading. That's why I got really jazzed up when I was reading The Long Halloween for the first time. Is you're just turning the page, you're turning the page, you're trying to figure out who the the holiday killer is because that's the whole onus of this book. It the holiday killer is taking out the mafia. The holiday killer is going after you know batman's rogues gallery and in this in this incarnation it's like they're hitting you over the head with a lead pipe saying it's gonna be harvey dent and i'm just like i don't understand that that narrative choice did you guys know that harvey dent turns into a villain named two-face right and i understand that but but the the lead (laughs) up to it you know the lead up to that part of you know the book and really doesn't translate well on screen Mm. is the mystery aspect of it and i really didn't get and like so far we've just been talking about the negative stuff and there's i have problems with jensen ackles as there's some good to talk about like yeah don't don't get me wrong there's definitely some nice scenes in this movie Mm -hmm. like the action's superb like mm-hmm. when he fights, when he fights the at the when Batman fights at the very beginning of the film, like I was like, ooh, like this, like that's really great. But back to, back to you know the overall story, I didn't like it. Just it didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel like they. And I understand that the filmmakers and the writers want to take liberty with it, but I felt that it lost. It, the original story got lost in translation. Like it lost the bones. It lost the foundation of what the long Halloween was. Yeah, and that's, be- yeah. and I haven't read the long Halloween since like 2013 or 14. 
So I can't I can't say that I'm like real familiar with the book offhand because a lot of things have happened in the last seven years since I've read it. You mean like a global pandemic, my career, like those things. <laughs> so like you know, and it's bugging me. I can't find it. It's somewhere. In, it's somewhere here. So I'm gonna have to pull but, it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. So I watched the movie, and I had not read the comic in probably about as long as you. Like it's probably been at least six or seven years maybe longer. So for the most part, I didn't remember any part, anything in the story. It wasn't until after I saw the movie, I was just like, man, something didn't feel right about that movie. So I picked up the comic and I started flipping through it. And I'm like, Oh, well that's not in the movie. That, that's not in the movie. Oh, Hey, th- there's this thing that they did differently. Like that, like this whole chapter took place in a different location in the movie. <laughs> like it was, it was just kind of weird. And, and yeah, like you said, there was the whole vibe with the whole mystery just kind of not even being a part of the story. Right. And like I said, it just like I said, it just I can understand them taking liberties with the art. Even though I think that was a huge mistake because Tim Sale's art is iconic. The bat, you know, the bat logo, Batman, Joker. Like I have problems with the Joker having uh like I'm, I'm trying to find. I can't since I can't find it. I'm trying to find, like, uh, like the Joker in the Long Halloween, because I'm just like, why does the Joker have sideburns? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going on? I will say, uh, Tim Sale's Joker has like a very pointed face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like it's unlike like, a lot of other interpretations of the Joker. Like he, uh, I really, like I really love his artwork. And some people give Tim Sale a lot of a lot of crap for his Superman. They say that Superman looks like a thumb, like if Superman's face looks like a thumb. But it just it just felt like like it got a lot of the elements there. And I, like I said, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go back and read the Long Halloween again. But it just felt like it's just like a like it just deviated a little too far right or left in regards to the overall story, and so that's like that's a big issue for me. So, and like and then I don't know the artwork of it. Like that's what, like I get real excited when you know the long Halloween because that means they're gonna do dark victory. You know that's gonna mean they they might do this or that, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't. So, and like and like this movie is about like the holiday killer, but there's really not. Like I remember reading the book for the first time and how each each chapter was a different holiday and how they really played up the holiday tone. But like it's kind of like like I said, lost in uh it's kind of lost in translation. And I hate to use that again, but it just really is. It's it's not the the holiday stuff that they have in there is kind of like Second, like it wasn't as important to the yeah. film. Going to the movie, the fact that like it's a holiday almost didn't even matter until afterwards, where they're like, "Oh, by the way, it's Thanksgiving." I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this murder did take place on a holiday." <laughs> it's like there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare about it. It's like you didn't see 
like a lot of uh focus on the fact that like, oh there's a holiday dinner going on or like mm-hmm. there's holiday shopping going on or, or anything like that it's just like uh nope it's just like standard batman affair and then like maybe in a title card it would mention it's a holiday right just a fyi <laughs> well like i said like when i was watching it like it got those splash pages like like i just remember seeing like like the Christmas splash page, if I remember correctly, like at the end, it just felt like it felt like it's like, oh, we forgot about the it's this about holiday. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I just like. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Like, what are your thoughts on the the overall like some of the things we've talked about so i I know we've been throwing a lot of criticism at it i do want to just kind of put it on the record this is an okay movie like there really isn't anything offensive about it unless you're looking for a very strict comic adaptation right like if this was just its own animated movie that came out and wasn't like named after one of the most popular batman comics of all time I'd just be like, yeah, that was a fun little story. Right. With a neat little uh, gimmick to it with uh, the holidays. And uh, that would have been it. But it's like, no, this is like one of the cornerstones of Batman. Like, for those that aren't aware, this is the story that inspired Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Right. And like even watching the animated version of this, you, you see so many of the influences that would go into The Dark Knight later on, like the burning of the money stack just the general uh, turn to the dark side for Harvey Dent, you could say like all of that is from this story. And it, it just, it didn't feel like there's a whole lot of heart and soul into it. Right. It, like to me, it felt like they, they like, I'm not, even, I'm not even saying that there, that it was like a cash grab, you know, but like, cause they were using one of the most famous graphic novels. It just felt like, you know, like we're going to adapt it. I don't know. Like it just, something doesn't feel, you know, and what I think is missing. And I'm, as I'm looking at, uh, let me, I, I got to pull up the IMBD page. Cause it's not showing on, um, the, the Wikipedia page is I think what is the big, biggest thing missing with this film isn't so much the direction isn't so much the you know the writing or the I really like the the cast I I, I don't really care for Jensen Eccles as Batman because mm-hmm. he was so iconic in um he was so iconic as Red Hood and it does there's not a lot of there's not a lot of deviation between his Bruce Wayne and Batman um but what I think is what's missing in this is Bruce Tim like Bruce Tim is not listed as a producer now Sam Register is he's been a, he's been you know uh he's been involved in a lot of these animated films uh Butch Lukic you know but not having Bruce Tim there I really think that like it missed the mark because of that. Now I don't know if Bruce Tim was, you know, busy doing something else. If he's putting, I know that he's busy putting together, you know, the animated se- like the upcoming yeah. animated series that they're working yeah, he's on. He's working on the animated series. 
So it just um it just it just seems bizarre. Um Right, and he would well, have been such a good did, fit for did, this he too. Did, he did Batman Soul the Dragon, and everyone like I haven't seen anyone say that that was a bad a bad it, film. Soul the Dragon was fine. Like mm-hmm. it's not my personal taste, but like I can see why people would like it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Soul the Dragon, so I couldn't. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, like, I, I feel like it was missing some Bruce Tim, some focus on what the original, what made that, that original story so iconic. Mm. So, um, and like, that's what I love about the long Halloween. The comic is so accessible. Like you can literally turn to any chapter and look at Christmas, look at Thanksgiving, Father's Day, Mother's yeah, no, Day, you know, no kidding. those you- days. You don't have to read the whole book in like chronological order. If you just want to like skip ahead and read the Christmas chapter, you can do that. Like you don't, you'll obviously get more out of it if you read everything that came before. But like, it's not a necessary thing to do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. So overall, it sounds like we're both on the same page with story and animation, right? Kind of yeah. like left there. There left some to be desired, right? Again, like not horrible, but like. Considering you had such solid source material to work from in terms of art direction and a story, kind of just dropped the ball in both of those a little bit. Um, let's talk about the voice cast. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. I think that Josh Dumel is Harvey Dent. Well, like, I know who, kinda... my, who my highlight was? Yes, go for it. Hundred percent. It was Troy Baker's Joker. Yeah, Troy Baker was real good. Troy Baker was great. Um, but that's Troy Baker. Like you kind of <laughs> felt like he, you kind of felt like the Mark Hamill there. Um, but I really like Josh Duhamel as as Harvey Dent. Like I could, honestly, if so, if they casted him as Harvey Dent in like the Batman, like Matt Reeves decided to cast him, I'd be okay with that. I think yeah, he's no, real no good. He, he could do it. Um, but like I said, Jensen Eccles, I don't know, like, like he did, he didn't like ruin it for me, but like, if you were to be like, he's going to be the animated Batman going forward, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but like, if this is just like a, you know, like a one or one or two do kind of I deals, I think that it's fine. Bomer do it, man. I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. I really like I really like Naya, uh, Naya Rivera, R.I.P. Uh, Billy Burke as James Gordon, really thought. And then Titus Welliver, who's like one of my favorite character actors of all time. He's in a lot of Ben Affleck stuff mm-hmm. uh, as Carmine Falcone. <laughs> awesome. He's he's awesome. so good at doing mob boss voices. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really like Alistair Duncan as Pennyworth. Uh, and I really David Das Mashlin. I can never pronounce his last name as Calendar Man. Like real good, even though he, even though Calendar Man's in there for a very brief moment. Yeah. But what, what was a letdown is Jack Quaid as Alberto Falcone had like nothing to do in that film. Kind of forgot he was in there until you just mentioned it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I know he's supposed to be Superman in like an upcoming Superman uh, animated series. I'm like really looking forward to that, but like to me, like 
what a waste because Alberto Falcone is such a it was really like I wouldn't say the spine, but it's definitely like the nervous system of what that story is. You know, when reading that book, mm-hmm. but I really like Alistair Duncan as Pennyworth. Like I really, really like that. Yeah, I really, like I said, Jensen Ackles wasn't a big fan of, and I really wasn't a fan of what they did with Gilda Dent. Like, like Gilda Dent, like is like. Like just in like her facial expressions, and I know I'm getting like into deep details with this. It's an animated film, you asshole. But well, like, God, I forgot to animate her sometimes. Like it just felt like she was like this. I don't remember her being like so such a repressed housewife in the book. <laughs> right? She's like, without Harvey Dent, I am nothing. I don't right. exist. And, it's like wow. Okay. And like it's so <laughs> like her her. Her, like, her, like, I don't know, there's just, like, that was the other issue I had was, like, the Gilda Dent character in the film was, like, it just, like, what? I don't know. I'm going to have to reread the book because I I really should have read the book before we started this just so I could, you know, highlight my issues with it. <laughs> but, like, I really had problems with, I, I had problems with the voice of Gilded Den. I had problems with the motivations, the story, the dialogue. There was really nothing for me there. So, um, but I really like Naya. I really like Josh Dumel. Billy Burke's great. Titus Welliver's great. Like a really solid cast of characters. Yeah, I, I would say that the voice cast has more winners than losers for sure. Like there's there's no deal breakers for me in this cast. Um, mm-hmm. you know, assuming they carry the, the cast over to part two, I'm, I'm fine with that. Even we you know like Jen, Jensen Eccles, that's it's fine. I mean, what are your thoughts on like what I said about Jensen Eccles? Am I am I crazy here? No, I don't. I don't think you're you're crazy. Like his performance as billionaire Bruce Wayne, I was just like, I mean, he sounds bored. I guess that that might be kind of accurate for Bruce Wayne, but like. I just wasn't captivated by the performance of it at all. Whenever he was on screen doing his voice work, I'm just like. There's like yeah, no deviation yeah. between his Bruce and his Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. was it just me? Like when you, when you think of, and I know that I didn't give Peter Weller, like Peter Weller didn't really de- deviate his voice much in dark Knight returns, but you know, Kevin Conroy, I'm trying to think of other. You well, know. To be fair, though, I feel like for Dark Knight Returns, you don't actually need to try to fluctuate between the two too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By that point, Bruce Wayne's like, I just don't give a crap anymore. I'm gonna just do what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm trying to think of what's his face who did. Uh, what's it? Let me see here. I'm trying to think of the guy who did uh, some of the Batman. I don't know if I've seen Jason that O'Mara. There you go. Like he has a real great voice and like does a real good job of deviating between his Bruce and his Batman voice. Kevin Conroy, same thing. But like I said, I'm just like, it's not that he's bad in it. I just <laughs> like everyone, everyone it- loves. Everyone loves Jensen Eccles, and he's a great actor. He's done a lot of great stuff. But like hey, here's I said, the thing, though. Like, I've, I've, I've not really seen anything of Jensen Eccles. Like, I've not seen Supernatural or any oh, of his other fantastic. works. 
But like, I feel like that, that almost is a good thing, because if I had, I probably would have had a harder time buying him as Batman. I would have just been like, that's the supernatural guy. <laughs> Thank Batman. Oh, well, I mean, yes and no, but, uh, but. And that, that's very much a, a me thing and not a, a general mm-hmm. criticism, but. Like he, like I said, he's fantastic and supernatural. He's fantastic as Red Hood. I'm just like, I'm just not, it's not, maybe it'll grow on me this part two. I'm not sure. So, um, but yes, he, but he's coming, he's back as, so it looks like the same exact casting for, um, part two as in part one. So, so we'll see. Um, so voice cast solid all around. Nothing. Nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, the art style, mm, I'm miffed on that. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. I guess so. I mean, it got, it got my, <laughs> it got my, it got my money. This film now, did. I'm gonna ask you a question because I'm having a hard time remembering this right now. I watched the movie like two or three days ago, and I honestly can't remember a single piece of music from it. Neither can I. But what I will say, though, I don't recall any of the music, but I, what I will say is the atmospheres, like the snow effects, the rain effects, were fantastic. <laughs> the the action, fantastic. A lot of good stuff in there. It just It's a lot of great stuff with just a lot of mediocre stuff in it, like peppered in. Like I said, when like when it's around Christmas time and like the Christmas stuff is happening and New Year's Eve or it's snowing and whatever they did with that effect to make it like that was like something out of like a 1930s or 40s just silent film. Like it just works. It's just like perfection with that with that. Like I really do like that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of other things here. Uh, trying to think here. I like, I'm trying to find an image right now of what it looked like in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was probably the best section of the movie for me was the whole uh, Christmas. Yeah, like... There, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff at the end. I thought that I had problems with the beginning a lot. It took a long time to kind of get into the story. Um, and it didn't, pl- it didn't, it, it, the pacing of it was off. It seemed like, um, so I don't know what else are we missing here, Kyle. I am curious to hear what you thought about them changing the setting of the new year's killing to a uh like cruise ship instead of it being uh a aerial battle where batman fights the joker on a biplane well he does kind of fight the joker on a bi- and on a biplane but it, it, it like like i said it's missing those iconic moments from the book like those splash pages those very iconic Tim sale images, you know, the Joker on that plane of Batman on that plane of that Cape flowing, you know, those things are missing. And 
like I'm, I'm trying to find a photograph of Christmas. <laughs> um, but like I, like I said, it's it, it's miss. It's just it's like I said, it's a lot of great things, and then just kind of like a lot of eh. I don't know. Like, I mean, are you gonna go watch this part two of it? Uh, probably. Like that. My biggest takeaway from this is there's a lot of room for improvement. Again, mm-hmm. like there wasn't anything in particular that I'm like, oh, that is a complete deal breaker. I'm just like, oh, that could that could have been better. That could have been better. That was pretty good. That could have been better. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I do like, you know, the arts, the arts stuff. Like I said, the, the atmospherics that they were able to do with like the, the like it felt very neo-noir. It felt very art deco-y. Like I love the buildings. Um, Like there, there's a, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of good stuff, but not a, but it's not, it, it loses its inconsistency, I guess. Yeah. I say. So it's, it's very inconsistent and I, I don't think it ever really got to a point where I say it was great. Like, I hate to say right. that, I hate to say this, but this might be one of those movies where after a couple of weeks, I, I'm going to completely forget about it. Probably. That's 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 kind of where I'm standing right now. Like you said, like the it just and why is Jim, like did Jim Gordon give up his gun in the book? Uh, like I don't think I don't remember that at all. During which part like the the cruise so at the beginning of the movie or i guess halfway through the movie after after dent's house is blown up and dent escapes from the hospital gordon gives dent his service re- service pistol i'm just like what I don't remember that. <laughs> that's not a very smart thing to do uh, but no, i don't Especially i don't know if that was in the, the dude is the holiday killer I'm gonna just need to. I'm gonna need to reread this whole book before part two. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. Re, I gotta go find it. I don't know where it's at. It's bothering me. So I'm gonna <laughs> find it. I'm gonna reread it. Then I'm gonna reread Dark Victory as well. So, um, this man's gonna go on a binge read. Anything else that we're missing here? Like I didn't. I didn't get any of the music. I thought the action was superb. I thought the action was some of the best action we've had in a long time in an animated film. Um, I, I really do enjoy, I really did enjoy, you know, the first, the, that first fight at the beginning of the film. Uh, I thought that, I thought that the, the holiday stuff was real cool. Um, I really got the shadow. Was it the shadow? I think it was the shadow. Let me think here. Um, I got the shadow and what's the other one I'm thinking of where that it's the Sam Raimi film that stars Liam Neeson, Sam Raimi film with Liam Neeson. Yeah. You never saw that Sam Raimi film with Liam Neeson, dark man. 
Like, you know, oh, okay. like how they kind of like played up uh, the holiday kind of felt like like Darkman. Yeah, I guess I can see that. That wasn't the first thing that jumped in my mind, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, I, I, I see it. Um, you didn't know Liam Neeson was Dark Man. <laughs> I knew that, but I, I just like totally didn't connect it to. I forget about that film. It's kind of like this movie. <laughs> I can't, of course. Um, I'm glad you enjoy the action because I'm I'm really trying to recall the action scenes and. But the action was real strong. They're not really sticking out to me. Like I, I did like the way they uh, animated the sequences of the killer doing his thing, like sort of like the bathtub killing and some of those other ones. I thought those were really well done. But yeah, that's you know just a couple of fleeting moments here and there where it wasn't really enough to carry the movie for me. Like I'll say this: the, the long Halloween's way better than Space Jam Two. <laughs> did you see that? Hell no. <sighs> I, did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> Was it is it that bad? It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna probably watch it oh, tonight. Oh god. I, I could rant about that for a few hours. <laughs> well, oh. Um so anything else that we're missing here? Like, like I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on the film at all. Like, I'm really not. Like, a lot of hard work went into it. It just felt like there, like it could have been so far superior than what we got, and that's fine. Maybe, maybe the, maybe, maybe the part two. Maybe there's more meat on the bones of part two than there were was on part one for a reason. Um, the yeah. cliffhanger was cool though. I like the cliffhanger that they kind of mm-hmm. they kind of tease at the end. Um, which was cool. Um, so like fun fact, uh, this movie only really covered the first four chapters of the book. So there's still mm-hmm. like another seven or eight that they could adapt for part two. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't expect them to do all of it, obviously, but there's a lot they could still pull from. Let's hope. Uh, but I guess if I had to like really pin down my rating or my uh, my final takeaway from this movie, I'm just going to say read the comic book. It's a superior yeah. experience. Um, what, what would you give if you were to grade this first part? Um, uh, B minus? Give it a C plus? Yeah, somewhere right around there. Again, like, I think it's pretty inoffensive for the most part. Right. So, like, I couldn't quite bring myself down to a C because when I start getting into C territory, I start thinking, like, really bad. But it's like, it's it's mostly inoffensive, but it doesn't really excel at anything. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, C plus. I think that I think that I'm being generous by by saying it's a C plus as well, just because of what this, what this, what that graphic novel means to me. Growing up, I remember reading that when I was growing up. I remember rereading it again before Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Um. So. I don't know. Like like I said, like it's it, it's not as offensive. 
Uh, but to me, just kind of like, man, you, I really for, r- was really hoping an, that- for an animated adaptation of the long Halloween. It could have been something really special. Yes. Like, I know we, we, we sing the praises of stuff like Batman and the Red Hood and the Dark Knight Returns a lot. But like they set the bar pretty high and we we're not hitting that bar by any means right now. Right. So I guess we'll see like, like we got a couple weeks before part two comes out. And so looking forward to, I guess that to see kind of how it all kind of plays out from there. So I'm hoping that it, it kind of lands the plane, so to speak a little bit better than, you know, Batman did in this film. So, um, yeah, C plus. Here's hoping. Like, uh, if if it, they can nail the landing in a part two, I feel like I'd, I'd be able to give a lot of the shortcomings of this one. Mm-hmm, I, I would agree. Um, anything else we need to talk about for uh, before we we call it a call it a day with one seventy six? Whatever you guys do, do not watch Space Jam two. <laughs> That's funny. That's real funny. Well, we we're curious what your thoughts on the long Halloween are. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are your feelings the same in regards to um to kind of like our thoughts of it? We definitely want to know. Make us make make your voice heard on our uh, Twitter pages. Make sure that you're following us on our Twitter at Shannon on Bat, or you can find us us personally on uh, on Twitter at Shan, uh, Batman Shanlin. Or you can find Kyle on Twitter at Loading Kyle. So that's going to be it for 176. Peace.